Welcome to the Austin Art Talk Podcast. My name is Scott David Gordon, and I'm a photographer, podcaster, and writer. And I love art and artists, and I love asking questions and having real conversations. I have a curious nature, and I'm really interested in people. Who are they deep down, and why do they do what they do? What do they love, and how did they get where they are, and where are they headed? Austin is a great city, and I'm grateful to be in the midst of so many talented and amazing artists and those that support them. If you don't want to miss an episode, be sure to subscribe where you listen and visit scottdavidgordon.com to learn more about me, the other podcasts I produce, and to read my almost daily journal where I share my photography, thoughts and connections, and books that I'm listening to or reading. On to the interview. What does it take to open an art gallery and a frame shop in Austin during a pandemic? A lot. For Kevin Ivester, the owner of Ivester Contemporary and Eastside Picture Framing, these businesses are the culmination of a long-time dream and years of working in all aspects of the art world, including galleries, auction houses, restoration and conservation, handling, framing, and appraisal. And now, with the potential of both endeavors and his well-rounded years of experience, Kevin wants to help artists further their careers, sell their work, and raise the profile of Austin as a town where you can buy great art from any of the numerous talented people that call it home. We talk about what it took for him to get to this point and his intentions going forward. He's genuinely interested in adding value and helping to further the awareness and understanding of visual art and the artist he represents. What a great mission to have, and now he has the means to see it through. Here's Kevin. All right, Kevin. Well, thanks for being on my podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're my first guest in over six months. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been an interesting year for sure. And I think what's really interesting to me is how in the middle of this pandemic, towards the beginning even, that you decided to commit to opening a gallery even back as far as May, right? Is when mm-hmm. you started the process? Really, really, I started looking at spaces in September. Oh, of okay. 2019. Oh, wow. I knew that as much as I loved, you know, the the previous gallery, Davis Gallery that I was working at and the artists that I was working with, it's it's always been my ambition to own my own gallery and to do, you know, and have some some control over my own life and so I I realized that I couldn't really move forward at Davis um and it was time for me to reach out and I was looking at spaces and it took me until I mean, the pandemic has been uh, a really confusing time for everybody, but it opened up the space it can be for me. The yeah. space wasn't available to me before coronavirus, um, even though it was always my goal to like kind of get as close as possible to Canon because I really do look at it as the hub of art in Austin. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to join the conversation here. I wanted to join the conversation on the east side. There's a lot of exciting things happening over here. And then this space that I had looked at and I, you know, got rejected from about mm. two months before the coronavirus. Yeah. I was really upset about it. I really wanted it. Um, and then they called me back, the, the managing company here, and they said, hey, that spot opened up. Wow. Do you want it? I yeah, said, everything. <laughs> like, let's sign a lease as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and here we are. We're in uh, Ivester Contemporary at Canopy and right across the way. And this opened in September. Mm-hmm. And then right across the way, you just opened your east side picture framing, right? Yeah. 
to kind of supplement and uh, go along with the gallery. Right. Different buildings. Yeah, different buildings. Yep. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's how, been busy. How does it feel now? I it mean, you've feels... already had like four cycles of exhibitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're standing around Ryan Thayer Davis's show, uh, Songs with Creature, and Eli Durst's Project Space show, The Four Pillars, is up. Um, so this is the fourth exhibition that we've had. And I think I'm coming out of, I, I think that I'll continue to experience uncertainty all the time. But, um, there was a level of, a level of uncertainty that I was experiencing over the summer when I was trying to envision what this gallery would look like and working through the floor plan and thinking about lights and all the little things that I had never thought about as in depth. Yeah before um making all those decisions and realizing like i kind of have one shot to make those decisions and i have to roll with it no matter how it comes out yeah that was you know really it it made me nervous um sure but now the gallery's up i'm really happy with how it looks visually i'm really excited with the artists that i'm working with uh the picture frame shop is up i have a picture framer who i'm really confident in his abilities i'm happy with how that space came out so you're here I just wonder how how you see the difference between what your maybe your dreams of what this would be and the reality of it. Is it a lot different? It's funny. I go back and forth between kind of taking it for granted and waking up some mornings and being like, I cannot believe that this is here. Yeah. You know, it's this weird, you know, duality because on one hand, I've sort of worked steadily towards this over the past few years. Maybe maybe longer. I mean, I mean, I've sort of always wanted to have a, an art gallery, and wasn't quite sure how to make that happen. But I think I've made a lot of little steps. And then on the other side, here we are, standing in the art gallery that I've been hoping to have for yeah. years and years. And I am happy with how everything came out. You know, I, I made these decisions not positive, and that's not a. It felt like an uncomfortable place to make decisions from. But I guess then again. How are we ever to know for sure yeah. if the decisions we're going to make are the right ones? Right. Um, but I but I will say that the decisions that I made weren't flippant. You know, I, I did research and I I thought as much as possible about them, tried to make the right decisions. And how are the, how is that playing out now? How does it feel? It's good. I mean, above all, the amount of support that I've got from Austin and from the arts community gives me. A, a ton of encouragement and support and uh, peace of mind and well, not quite peace of mind because you know nothing is nothing is given. But I, I feel a lot more positivity now that the gallery's up, the frame shops up, and people are responding in a in a good way. Yeah, and you've yeah. been able to, I'm sure, connect with a lot of artists that you probably mm-hmm. really wanted to that didn't you didn't have a relationship with. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Um, you know. Right in May and June, I started reaching out to artists about this gallery that I'd be opening up in September. And I did have a business location picked out at that point, but I didn't have an art gallery. And, you know, the the floor plan itself didn't look the way that it does today. And um, there were a lot of improvements that needed to be made. You know, we had different lights in here and they weren't attractive lights. And I reached out to a bunch of artists who I admire you know, and I, I love their work and somehow in some way, and for some reason they agreed to work with me. I mean, I tried to give them as much background about myself as possible and like what my experience is and why I'm doing this. 
But at the end of the day, they agreed. And I'm thankful to them for that. Well, maybe you could, uh, you know, for people that aren't familiar with you, maybe you could share a little bit of that background and why you're doing this, you know, just like you would have with one of those artists, you know, like, Mm -hmm. where did... Where did this passion for art start? And, you know, I know you've been through so many different jobs over the last, I don't know, decade, probably working for different galleries, auction house, restoration and conservation, framing, handling, appraisal, all these Mm -hmm. things. You've been kind of dipped your toe in all these different areas. Like maybe give us a little, you know, kind of like a highlights of that and how that led to where we are. Yeah. Um, I have seen a lot of different sides of the art world and the art ecosystem, and that's definitely been helpful to me in informing me like what I'm trying to do and what the role of my gallery should be. And I sort of discovered the arts through music, through this band that <laughs> uh, called Incubus Okay, back when I was 14. Oh, really? You know, I was listening to this band's lyrics and what they were doing and I mean, music is so impactful at that age. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to them just like every day. And the lead singer, Brandon Boyd, is also an artist who has sh- exhibited his work at Pop Austin here in Austin. Oh. And I've always looked up to because he writes poetry and he's produced these great art books and he's a great musician and just so multi-talented. And that led me to writing my own poetry. Oh, And that okay. was sort of my introduction to the arts and that helped me through... You know, just like growing up, yeah. I uh, started taking art classes in high school, um, and in college, I got a studio arts degree. I still paint now, so art's something that I practice and something that matters to me on multiple levels. You know, viewing it, of course, and I love curating. I love the gallery aspect of it, but I I think that it helps me to look at artwork because I also make artwork and I sort of understand what painters and photographers and all, you know, all these different people that I interact with every day are going through when they're making decisions about their work. So during college, I started getting jobs in galleries and Mm. um, that was my first introduction to selling artwork. And I'll never forget the first art sale that I was involved in, you know, being able to call the, the artist up and let them know that, I sold their work. Yeah. And, I mean, that was really exciting for me and really exciting for them. And the client was happy. So it was at that point that I recognized, wow, you know, not only do I like to make work, but this is something that I could really enjoy doing too. Yeah. Um, just being in the middle of all this shared excitement um, and, and helping that happen, facilitating yeah. that. So, and then art handling in LA and working for restoration artists and, and auction homes and, and other galleries, uh, frame shops allowed me to see a lot of different parts of the arts world that, um, you know, it just, it, it helps me to know how do you frame something? How do you conserve something? How do you, you know, handle artwork and hang artwork? And I feel like I, I have a good overall background of like the different steps and stages of what makes the arts market and the art world go. Yeah. And you had mentioned that you kind of saw, I think you probably saw a lot of things that you don't want, that you don't Mm -hmm. want to be or create. Uh, Like you had told me before about, 
you know, the secondary market, which is something that I don't really ever think about mm-hmm. with art because I know artists and I, I go to galleries where those artists are selling their work at that gallery. But then there's like this whole secondary market where the art is being resold or mm-hmm. it's super expensive art that maybe is just for decoration or something, or it's like a more superficial level of the art world. I don't know. Yeah. It must be really uh, interesting to have kind of seen behind the scenes of all that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what I'm trying to do at this gallery is not, you know, inflating the prices of artwork for investment value or something like that. You know, something I'm really interested in um, the stories and the communication these artists are, you know, working towards. Um, these artists are making work for a reason They, you know, artists don't wake up and torture themselves by standing in front of a canvas for eight hours just for no reason. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they've got something to say. I'm also interested in sort of growing the reputation of art in Austin. Yeah. You know, I, I wound up living in Austin sort of accidentally. I was just visiting a friend while I was traveling from Boston to LA in the car one day. You know, it was a planned visit, but I was here for four days and two days into the visit in Austin, I realized, oh, I'm going to go grab my stuff in LA and move back to Austin. And a month later, I was living here on, you know, on their couch. And yeah. within those same four days, not only did I connect to Austin as a city and, um, you know, it's beautiful here and I'm from New England. So, I mean, what is it? January, right? Uh, and it's 70 degrees that I'm not, I'm still not used to. And I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I also, saw in Austin that there's all these talented artists living here. They're having more success selling their work in other cities than they are in Austin. Uh, Why is that? Yeah. And how can I help the conversation? Um, I've always, I've always tried to be helpful as a person and, um, growing up in the Boston area, living in LA for a little bit, I recognized that as powerful as those art markets are like i can't really be very helpful yeah there. right i can join the conversation but i i can't really impact it in any meaningful way and one of the things that excites me about austin is like i do feel the sense that i might be able to make a positive impact here right yeah on the broader community and indiv- individual artists lives too yeah and you know one of the one of the things I think about with this gallery, one of the roles that the gallery plays or galleries I think should play you know local art galleries, this is not a blue chip art gallery, even though they do the same thing, but you know at this scale, if you're an artist and let's say you are making sales, you're getting that validation through sales and you're feeling good about your work, but um it's really hard to connect with a a wider audience just by making individual sales to collectors, people that you know, or people that discovered your work via Instagram. One of the things that I hope this gallery will provide for artists that I work with is the opportunity to get writing in the arts, get coverage about their works so that they can grow their reputation on a, on a larger scale. I I guess every artist has that little sliver of a dream. Like I want to wind up in a museum someday and an artist's work doesn't wind up in a museum randomly. You know, yeah. it doesn't just appear there one day. It goes through a labyrinth of collectors and galleries and art fairs and auction houses. Um, validations of Validations, sorts, different yeah. types of validations. So that's one of the things that I hope to be able to provide is, you know, 
Of course, you've got that line on your resume, solo, two-person, whatever show, at an art gallery, but also the opportunity for writing in the arts and the coverage, because an artist also needs that to grow their career and validate their work. Yeah, words are very important. The the words that accompany art and kind of the interpretations, the descriptions, maybe how the artist explains their work and their mission and their statement. And then there's also the people, you know, art writers or critics or anyone else that writes about the work and kind of interprets what they see. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you've mentioned writing poetry and journaling, how important that is to you, how important mm-hmm. words are to you. And you write also. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you could maybe talk a little bit more about words and art. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm just offhandedly making this connection between words and art, but um, the way that I use my words and my art are as this form of journaling and record making for myself to reflect on my own life. I mean, yeah. when I'm painting, I'm learning a lot about myself. Uh, when I'm journaling, I, I'm learning a lot about myself and it gives me the opportunity to revisit those records that I've created for myself months or years later. Um, you know, I've been journaling twice a day since November 16th, 2018. I still remember it because a friend said, you should be doing this. Um, and I'm so glad he's a friend who, you know, I, I trust so much. Um, we went to art school together and, you know, just like I assume most art students did had, you know, five hour long conversations about what art is and why art matters. And he led me to journaling and it has helped me so much. I mean, it's, it is a relief to be able to look back two years ago and see where I was and be like, wow, okay, I might be uncertain right now, but I was dealing with a completely different issue that day or thinking about something completely different then. And I have made progress and hopefully I'll continue to make progress. I mean, it's just, it's just those little steps every day that I get to see that's through journaling and, and through art making. I mean, I guess I'm learning other things about myself and discovering how I see beauty in the world. Yeah. I know part of your mission here is to help deepen appreciation for the visual arts. And now you have a much stronger and broader kind of uh, tool to be able to do that. Like, how do you, how do you think about growing audiences, you know, share, getting the art out in front of people? And then maybe some of those people wouldn't normally go to a gallery or they might be skeptical about hmm. art, you know, yeah. like, how do you, how do you, I know that's a lot, but how do you get through to people, how do you broaden the message? You know, I, I think all of it is about accessibility and being down to earth and 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 just giving people the space to ask questions and feel comfortable. I mean, it, I feel like it's sort of my job when people walk in the door to make them feel comfortable and to give them the opportunity, you know, let their own guards down so that they can make a connection to the work. Um, you know, a gallery is sort of like a lens, or I guess an exhibition is sort of like a lens to view artwork. Uh, an exhibition usually comes with some sort of press release or, or information about why the artwork is being made by that artist um, so that when somebody walks in, they can say, okay, I read these words. Now I can look at this work, even if they're abstract paintings, like I sort of know why the artist is doing it. And I like to have conversations with people when they come in. You know, I might, it might be my job to put artwork up on the walls, but I, by, you know, I don't know everything about artwork. And I learn things from other people all the time that claim to not know anything about artwork. Um, You know, they see things that I don't see. And there's real um, 
value and the way people that aren't used to looking at artwork see artwork. So I, I would say that just having conversations with people, being open, being open-minded. Um, and I also have seen a lot of value in, like through my online presence, through Instagram, I try to be interactive with people. Yeah. Because I don't want to come across as just this faceless entity that um, is somehow better than or... I mean, the artists who contribute to this gallery are just people, and I am just a person. Yeah. Um, and we're all supposed to be having this conversation. I mean, people, again, people make artwork to communicate something. So let's try to spread those words or those ideas as far as possible. Yeah. You know, you say that you can make more of an impact in Austin, and I definitely see that. I mean, I think that... Uh and Austin is a great place to be. There are a lot of amazing artists here. I mean, I just wonder, you know, let's talk about Austin. Like, what's unique about Austin or Texas? Like, mm. what what is it about the artists here? And what are some of your goals related to Austin and Texas and the artists here and, and having this gallery? Well, the thing that, in my mind, sets Austin apart from other cities, and one of the things that I, that, you know, has made me stick around, too, is the sense of collaboration here and the sense of openness among people in the arts world. I mean, people are not protective of their information, um, shy about talking to each other, shy about reaching out. Competitive. Competitive. <laughs> right. yeah, it's really nice. I mean, I have a relationship with all the different gallery directors in town or most of them. And, and if, you know, you're a gallery director listening to this and you'd like to meet me or, you know, I'd like to meet you too. I, I think that there's only, um, benefits in, in communicating um, and collaborating. Just this morning, Haley Ray Ward, who works at Art for the People, DM'd me on Instagram and said, hey, your homepage still says your previous exhibition on it. Oh, yeah. I think you should update that. And I was like, wow, thank you. Like, nice. you know, I don't see everything. Yeah. Um, and that extra pair of eyes was really helpful. I mean, I updated my website this morning and now things are good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... That that sense of just sort of openness with each other is really nice here. Um, I think that we're all striving towards the same goals. You know, people are making artwork, galleries are showing artwork, and we all want to be seen. We all want the work that we're making to be seen. We all want to be making a positive impact somewhere, making an impact. Yeah. So how do we move forward? I mean, I think that collaboration is key. Um, I also think, you know, as a gallery, I'm really focused on connecting with different cities, connecting to a national conversation, connecting to publications like this one, you know, yeah, you know, these conversations that you have with artists are really important and, and they're a great service to the city. Uh, writing in the arts, like sightlines, really important. Glass tires, really important. You know, it adds layers of validation. So we need to validate the city. How do we do that? Um, just by accumulating those archival things and building a collector base in a city is also really necessary and, and a real um, challenge. For some reason, collecting art in Austin hasn't really taken off. And I think it comes down to perception, just huh. perception. Um, you know, I think a lot about the experience of walking into an art gallery and you know, it's just like fine dining. 
if you walk into a restaurant that has great food, but it's not in the best part of town or in a strip mall or something, oftentimes people rate, might, might think about the food as not being as high quality yeah. as they would if it was, you know, a standalone building and a beautiful area or something. Um, I think about the arts in Austin similarly, where we all just need to work together to, to raise a perception of what art in Austin is. And I think that comes through collective validation somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder what, you know, people will look back 20, 30 years from now and see in collectively in the art of that's being generated in this area. You know, sometimes you can look back and see kind of a movement or you can mm -hmm. see kind of trends or, I mean, I just wonder, do you, do you kind of perceive anything like that? I mean, is there anything unique to you as far as Texas or Austin, yeah. central Texas? Well, one of the things that I'm pretty focused on in, you know, communicating to Austin through the artists in this gallery is health and wellness in the arts mm. and positivity. When I think of Austin, I, I think about bright color. I think about energy. I think about positivity. So many of the artists that I work with, you know, they're, they're using bright colors and they're also saying something meaningful about whatever subject they, they're deciding to, to explore. I mean, Austin is a funky place. It's a funky city. And I think that those quirks come through in the arts, which is kind of the best place for those quirks to come through. Yeah. How do you feel like you've had to adapt what you thought you were going to do or even just how galleries are normally run or selling art because of the pandemic? Like what, and how do you see us, you know, do you see the art world emerging a different mm. thing on the other side of this? If, that happens. Yeah. Well, I would say that the online presence of galleries has risen across the board. You know, the art market, I think, was apprehensive about going online because artwork's difficult to see online. I mean, the artwork that's on the walls right now, Ryan Thayer Davis's paintings, they're an, a half inch thick with paint. Yeah. Like they're <laughs> super textural. Um, and that doesn't come through online. Even still, I mean, people are connecting with work online. So I think that the art world will continue to lean on their online presence. And that's what I'm doing personally. You know, I try to be as active as possible on Instagram because it's just an easy way to reach out to people and to, and to make connections with people and to show artwork that I'm showing. I'm really interested in following global trends in the okay. arts and like, you know, what is the art marketplace doing? And one thing that they're seeing is Online art sales are increasing, and they're not taking away from in-gallery sales. Oh, it's this parallel marketplace that's happening. You know, we're just reaching more people. So that's I think that's where we're inevitably going. I mean, every part of our lives are going online more and more. But it's not necessarily a negative thing because people are really actually connecting with artwork online, too, at at a higher pace than they would be if, if just inside the gallery was available. Yeah. So you've been able to sell work online? Yeah. I mean, I'm a type, I'm the type of person where like, I really like to go see artwork in person, but not everybody's like that, I guess. And I also think that the arts are a little insulated from the pandemic Oh, because people are at home. They're collecting artwork. They're looking at their blank walls all day. Yeah. And they're like, wow, I should really invest in my personal surroundings. Yeah, right. Um, so that's that's good. 
what's the platform that you use for it's, your website? It's called Art Cloud. Right. Yeah. So Art Cloud is um, an inventory database, but it pairs directly with my website. So I have a lot of control over updating information on my website. Like, you know, when somebody reached out this morning and said, your website is needs to be fixed, I just fixed it. You know, it yeah. took, took 30 seconds, which as, as a gallery, I, I think you've got to have that level of control over the information that you're putting out. And all those tools, Squarespace and Wix and whatever, you know, WordPress, whatever you might be using, they're so easy to use now that yeah, they are. I think everybody should be on those types of platforms. But people can just buy work through your site. Mm-hmm. People can just buy work through my site. Um, people can inquire directly about that work through my site. It'll automatically send me an email. And, you know, it leads to a lot of not so serious inquiries, but that's okay. It gives me, you know, I, I, just like visiting an art gallery, like you don't need to come in and necessarily buy something like look at the artwork inquire about it ask questions that's all good too so it it gives me the opportunity for and it gives everybody the opportunity for more communication about like what is this painting how big is this painting how much does this painting cost when are you open can i set up an appointment yeah that's all good what do you think are some of the other misconceptions people have about selling art or a gallery or you know I mean, we had a little bit of a conversation yeah, about that. Before. I remember that. Um, I think it's always surprising to people who aren't familiar with the arts to find out, like, whether you buy artwork from the studio of, the, of an artist or buy artwork from me, it's it doesn't go up in price when when um, you buy artwork from a, from a gallery. I hope that I'm providing a service to the artist, and I hope I'm providing service to collectors in connecting those two different people. Yeah. Um, and that's how a gallery makes money. I mean, it's really, it's just like any vendor. I think that the way that I present things might be a little bit different than how uh, like a drugstore might present screws. But my goals are only to get artists' artwork in front of more people and to connect more people and facilitate the process of collecting for people and to provide sort of an, a slightly more unbiased um, version of why that artwork matters. As a painter myself, you know, I'm pretty self-conscious about talking about my own work. Yeah. Um, But I can talk about other people's work all day. Um, I have no problem bragging about Ryan's work. I mean, he's he's a fantastic painter. And Ryan, I'm just using him, him as an example, any artist, myself included, you know, it's difficult to gloat about yourself and to point out why. It's valuable. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it is. But it's not, you know, this is my job. So I like, and I and I just love having conversations about art and learning things. And, and You're an advocate. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I try to be. That's what I'm really focused on, is providing a service. I mean, simply. And adding value. And adding value to work. Yep. Validating that work. Just give me a little bit of an idea of what it's like to own a gallery. I mean, what you know, I can just imagine... After all these years of thinking about this, working towards this, all the choices, hundreds of decisions, you show up here on a day that you're open and you stick the key in the lock and you open it up. I mean, what does that feel like? And there's just art on the walls already. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, owning, owning an art gallery is, is a lot, you know, surprisingly, I guess maybe just like any other job. I mean, there's a lot of things that I do day to day that don't really have much to do with the artwork that's hanging on the walls. It's just 
preparation and planning. And, um, you know, I know what my exhibitions will be in November. I've got everything pretty much planned out. And I do that because I need to give artists enough time to make the work that they want to make and yeah. develop a concept. And they have their own schedules, too, that are planned out, you know, months in advance. So we all need to coordinate. But all that's kind of fun, too. I mean, I'm so excited about the upcoming exhibition schedule this year. I, mean, I, I think I have some really strong artists on the horizon. And I've got this show up. It just went on view uh, a few days ago. And I'm already starting to work towards the next show. So there's a lot of back and forth um, between promoting the work that's on the walls, promoting the work that's you know upcoming, promoting past work, just having a lot of conversations with collectors and artists and then of course there's the minutia of like paying bills and yeah right you know all the <laughs> all the other stuff that running any business would would take yeah what what are some of your favorite moments though they could be general mm. or specific moments just in the last you know since the gallery's been open september like moments that you've had here with people or artists that you know like really just made you feel like wow this is all worth it yeah. all the hard work is worth it my favorite moments are always like opening night and the artist walks in and sees their work on the walls in an oh. art gallery. I mean, artwork changes so much when it's in a studio and then it goes to an art gallery and it's sitting on the floor and then it gets hung properly. It's like the presentation even matters to artists. Yeah. You know, like they see their work differently and, and all of a sudden, you know, spacing artwork properly and, and hanging at the right height. I mean, it's being presented. It's being it's being validated right there just by, you know, it's got enough space to breathe. And it's really, it, you know, I, I hope that I hope that artists walk in to exhibitions that I, you know, hang for them and, and they're proud of their work. And I, and I sense that they are. And those are really good moments for me. Those are probably, those are up there. And, and I still love selling artwork and people are excited about getting it. And they're like, let's do this. I, you know, I've, Maybe it's a big pur purchase for them. Maybe it's not a big purchase for them, but they're always excited about bringing it home, you know, and having it on their walls. And um, I hope that when it's on their walls at home, they look at it six months later and they say, man, this is such a cool piece. I love this. That's that's what I do for artwork that I've collected. Yeah. I still, you know, I have a John Sager collage in my kitchen that I, you know, look at every day. A Jason Webb that I look at every day. A Rachel yeah. Wolfson Smith that I look at every day. I mean... It's it's nice to collect artwork. It's just as creative and it's just as exciting as making artwork. Where do you think that joy comes from? Because I totally get that. I mean, all my art's in storage right now. <laughs> but uh, hmm. when it was all up, it was so delightful just to be there, come home, and just look at every piece and think about the story of the, the relationship I have with the artist or how I got that piece or... You know, I don't know. Where do you where do you think that joy comes from in you? Like, what hmm. what is so uh, enjoyable about looking at those pieces every day? Like, what is that? I don't know. I mean, of course, I like quality and I like to look at like an artist's skill and things, but it, it does come from like a way deeper place than that. And I think it's just the joy of like human creativity and yeah. creation and exploration and and output and input and you know it's it's all communication it's like i'm learning from that work all the time it's influencing me and it's i don't know it just it just gives me excitement it just gives me joy um even work that might have a, a more um 
you know, challenging concept or, or you know, it's it might be more difficult subject matter to, to handle. It's still like really, you know, beneficial. It's, it's just, it's just human connection. And I imagine a part of your mission is to kind of, is to help more people realize that potential of that, of art in their life. Right? Yeah. I yeah, mean, it is. Cause I'm sure a lot of people are missing that. Probably a majority of people. <laughs> yeah, I talk to a lot of people that are, you know, collecting their first pieces or maybe their their second. And it's like this broken window. You know, they collect that first piece and are like, Whoa, I did not expect this to be as amazing as it is yeah. to have a piece of original artwork hanging in my home. Like it brings me so much joy. It's so exciting to look at every day and like um, you know, they have made that connection with that artist. Well maybe share a little bit about why you decided to open the frame shop because I don't think that was part of your original yeah. plan, right? Yeah, that surprised me. I didn't I didn't expect to open a frame shop. I mean, when I was looking at spaces back in September and you know, up until I found this space for the gallery and canopy, I was looking at places that I could potentially share as a gallery and a frame shop. But I really wanted to personally focus more on the gallery. I mean, I I think picture framing is incredibly important, um, but I just didn't know if that was my role to play. Yeah. And then, you know, coronavirus continued. This gallery space opened up. A great space across the parking lot and canopy opened up too. And I looked at it. I was like, that is a picture frame shop. Yeah. That's what that needs to be. And I also felt like there was a little bit of a hole in this part of town and we needed a picture frame shop and, and the ga- this gallery needs a picture frame shop yeah. to do some of the things that we do. And the clients who I sell artwork to need a picture frame shop. So, um, you know, and I know a fantastic picture framer. I know a bunch of fantastic picture framers. So as much as it was unexpected, um, I'm really, it's, it's already benefited this gallery quite a bit. Um, hopefully it's another service that I'm able to provide, um, East Austin, it's exciting. I mean, now that now that I've committed myself to it, I'm excited about growing that too and also helping artists. I mean, one of the things that I that I realized just recently is like I've got experience picture framing and I've got experience um working with restoration artists and auction homes and, and art handling and I do have things or insights into how you're supposed to treat artwork, you know, in the long term or in the short yeah. term that I can share with people. So already, you know, I've had a few opportunities to talk to artists and say like, hey, I, I, you know, I love your work. I like how you've done this, but this isn't quite conservation. And as, you know, amazing as it is today, it's not going to last um, and these are some things that you, that, you know, you could change. Yeah. Um, whether they take my advice or not is up to them. You know, I like being able to give some insight into like longevity of artwork and why we do certain things and how do you hang artwork and how do you store artwork. So that's been nice. Picture frame shops not only, you know, integrate artwork into a collector's collection, but it's a, a lot of it is about protecting artwork and protecting the longevity of artwork and making sure that you know you're using acid-free materials and UV filtering, glazing and yeah, all those sort of practical things go a long way. They do. I mean, I've actually had a an issue where I bought acid-free mats, had them cut for some photos and then I used the wrong kind of tape. 
mm-hmm. to hang it, and yeah. they actually yellow ended up uh-huh. yellowing the prints, and it was they ruined them. Yeah, it came right through the face. Yeah, the yellow. Yeah, and sometimes you know the wrong type of tape can let go, and you know the artwork will fall right inside that frame and maybe get damaged. And these are all things that you should think about, especially if you are an artist who aspires to, you know, get your artwork to the quote next level. You've got to be using the right materials, and you've yeah. got to be storing it correctly and taking care of the work. It, yeah. re- it reflects on you as an artist, too, when you're using proper materials or not. Because whether collectors are you know, really knowledgeable or not, they, are, they wonder, how long is this going to last? So that's always nice that, that I have the peace of mind that when something gets framed at Eastside Picture Framing, like it's done correctly. Because we only offer pH neutral and and UV protection and, you know, museum quality materials. Um, But I also have a picture framer who I trust is going to do things the right way the first time. Yeah. And, like, I can send artwork that uh, sometimes an artist who I work with will bring an artwork in that, um, you know, maybe they framed it themselves and they weren't sure how to do it the first time. And I see an issue. I just send it over there and fix it real quick. Yeah. You know, so that's like just a capability and the peace of mind of being able to take care of things quickly and the right way allows me to do a better job here at the gallery. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Just as I'm hearing you talk about all your experiences, just the confluence of your whole life coming to this moment, having these two places now, these businesses that you've developed. It's really cool to see, you know, it's really exciting. Maybe to finish up, we could talk about like maybe some of your goals going forward and maybe some of the things that you learned that you were kind of surprised to learn maybe something Hmm. like that yeah my goals going forward you know i feel like i've already sort of set those goals in motion because for me this first year of business in the gallery is about consistency of quality and you know introducing austin to artists who they might not have been aware of even if they're austin based artists there's a lot of really fantastic artists here who just they don't have a home they don't have a gallery home um i think that there should be 10 more galleries in austin you know at least we just don't have enough of a presence here yeah. so i'm excited about adding one more gallery to town and getting austin artists out there a little bit more you know this gallery works with mostly austin based but i do reach into other parts of texas too but i'll never reach outside of texas and focus on texas artists so the goals for this year are um just consistency of quality and exciting people in austin about this gallery and the artists that we work with i think because i've already got my exhibition schedule set it's just about me doing a good job doing my job right you know, just taking care of the, you know, fundamentals of, you know, preparing and writing good press releases and hanging artwork right and getting in touch with, you know, writing in the arts and clients and things like that. Yeah. So those are sort of my my uh, immediate goals, I guess. Um, as a gallery, someday in the future, I myself do want to get to the next level of rising slightly above, like, your common local art gallery and, you know, maybe bring this gallery to art fairs and try to reach an even wider audience huh. and, you know, introduce these Texas-based artists that I work with to people in Louisiana, I don't know, other other states and, yeah. and just reach out more. That all comes through work and receiving my own validation over time, just like the artists, you know, we're, we're going to be growing together. Right. So those are my goals. And what was the other question? Could you also 
just touch on maybe some of the surprising or not so surprising things that you've learned along the way or kind of exciting revelations or is there any been anything like that? Surprising things. I think the thing that I've been most surprised about and most encouraged about is just people's support of the gallery Mm -hmm. and people's excitement about, you know, something positive coming out of this year, you know, a new gallery in Austin. I think people are just like, wow, this is a good thing. Um, you know, it's another opportunity yeah. for more artists to get out there. Um, I wasn't sure at all how this gallery would be received. Um, I wasn't sure at all how we would do, you know, not only am I opening up a new, a new business, so I have no baseline to go off of, but it's also a pandemic and we've never experienced this before. So, yeah. you know, I guess just working through that uncertainty and being received with like excitement has been really nice and and surprising and i'm thankful for that really thankful for that well i commend you for your perseverance and courage and doing this i mean it's it's pretty impressive Yeah, it's funny so when i was working at davis gallery my wife wasn't you know she's got her own job she does her own things um and she wasn't super involved in what my job was you know she was taking care of what she was doing Uh, But she's been interested in, like, as I've been building this gallery, kind of following me along and and watching what I'm doing and visiting the gallery as it's coming along. And um, my first show that I hung, she walked in, she was like, wow, I almost forgot that, like, this was an art gallery and and you were going to be showing artwork because there was so much that I was doing that just doesn't really have to do with that. Ah. Um, you know, like creating an LLC and just doing paperwork and yeah, setting yeah. up my, my cable and, you know, all the boring things. <laughs> right. Um, but it's been fun. It's been a, an interesting ride. And I, I learned a lot along the way. A lot of little baby steps led up to me being able to finally open an art gallery. And now, you know, I've set new goals to yeah. grow the art gallery. Right. So it's exciting. More baby steps. Right. More looking forward. Right. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like a very personally rewarding adventure you've been on. I feel so lucky. It is rewarding. I mean, it's rewarding to to work with artists and, and to do things that I like to do. I like, I, I, I'm doing this because I want to. And it's, you know, so far I've been lucky and it's worked out so far. Um you know, I will always have uncertainty moving forward, and every single sale that I make feels like the last sale I'll ever make. Right. <laughs> uh, but it's it's it is super rewarding. I feel lucky, and it's you know people like you too have an interest in the gallery that this encourages me. Yeah. This helps me move forward and do more things, and it gives me more ability. So I thank you for that too. Well, you're welcome, and yeah. thank you, and uh, I would encourage. Anyone that wants to give Kevin any feedback on what they feel like is needed in Austin in the art world or um, anything that I know that he's very excited to do whatever he can to add more value. So if you have any ideas or suggestions, you should definitely contact him and come by the gallery and have a conversation. And not only suggestions, I I want those, but also questions about, you know, how am I pricing my artwork? Let me get an art critique. How do I hang this artwork? Yeah. How do I preserve it? More than anything, just interested in having conversations with people. And be a resource. Because <laughs> you resource. are. Because yeah. you have a lot of knowledge and experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I and, and if I don't have those answers, I'll, I'll work hard to try to get them for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow, that's awesome, man. <laughs> thanks for that. Um, and thanks for your time for this interview. Thank you for yours. Yeah, this was fun. All right. <laughs> Hey, it's Scott. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so appreciative of your time investment in listening to these conversations that I have with these amazing people. I'm very grateful for you. And if you want to learn more about me and the podcast, just check out scottdavidgordon.com. Take care. Thanks. Thanks.